This is Dr. Darwin Coach with another episode of Ask Dr. Darwin, where you ask questions about your dental health care, uh, or if you have questions about becoming a dentist, you're a pre-dental student, or you're a current dental student wanting to become a resident or specialized, any of those things, you ask those questions and we get those answers to you. Uh, if you do have questions, you can send them to me right here at newdentistcoach at gmail.com, newdentistcoach on gmail.com. Also with the videos, uh, please share the videos and, and also comment. We love, we love, love, love your comments. Uh, and also uh, select the notifications because I'll be posting new videos on every every Monday of the week. So today's episode on Ask Dr. Darwin, we have a special, special, special guest. Uh, colleague of mine I've known, oh my goodness, wow. 22, 23, 20 oh, years. When we, were two years old, when we were two years old, yeah, yeah, yeah. Known him for a long time. Uh, we were so, uh, I guess we can kind of say we're pseudo classmates. We were in, in dental school at the same time. She was at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, and I was at University of Maryland. And we met uh, doing one of the national conventions for the Student National Dental Association many years ago. Uh, but she's been doing some amazing, amazing things. We've been following each other throughout our careers. And uh, she's here today to kind of help you all as new dentists about that, that next phase, that next part of your careers after dental school, after residency. And it's like the culmination of your dream of becoming a dentist, which is also owning and starting your own dental practice. So today we're joined with Dr. Evelyn T. Samuel, and she's the uh, CEO of the Efficiency Institute. She's also the uh, dental chief dental uh, officer and the, and the founder of the Samuel Dental Group. And uh, welcome, welcome, Dr. Samuel. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Hayes. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for having me on. Um, the new Dennis Coach Show. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I like that. The new Dennis Coach Show. Hmm. That's a, <laughs> I like that too. Right? Yeah, I like that, how that, how that rings. That might be a new uh, part of the podcast. We might have to update that. So, uh, but I, I'm, I'm so glad you're able to join us today. Um, you know, because I, I get a lot of uh, inquiries about what you do and, and your experience in starting and opening up dental practices. Um, through, through residents that have many questions about life after residency, but also new dentists that are just graduating. So, you know, of course, not all of them will go uh, straight into uh, straight into residency. Some go into private practice, either as an associate to, to learn some things here and there before they venture out and fulfill their own dream of, of starting their own dental practice. So I'm, I'm so happy that we're able to uh, Get on your schedule, get on your agenda, because I know you've been busy um, doing a lot of different things, helping a lot of different people. But I wanted to talk to you more specifically about this niche, this this expertise that you have in starting uh, a new dental practice. So, so tell us a little bit more about how this idea came about and how you started doing uh, what you do. Okay, absolutely. Well, uh, first of all, once again, I like to say I'm really excited to be here. Um, of course, we didn't learn things in dental school, and, and this kind of happened by chance. Um, uh, after I finished dental school, I did a residency, 
did an advanced uh, AGD. Uh, and then after that, I worked in a lot of different practices. So I had a really interesting story. I was in a different practice every day and, you know, bogged down with all of the debt that comes with being a, a new dentist. I was kind of questioning, you know, this is my lifelong dream. And all of a sudden I had all this debt. I was working in all these different practices. Um, but that was one of the best things that could have happened for me. And at the time I couldn't appreciate it because it was the experience. So working in a bunch of different offices, Mondays and Wednesdays, I was with um, an HMO practice. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I was with a cosmetic dentist. And then Thursdays and Fridays, I was with a prosthodontist. And on weekends, I did retail. So it was um, a very unique experience for me. I couldn't appreciate it at the time. But what I was learning is what I like to say two things you learn in every situation, what to do, what not to do. So I was working in all these different practices and I noticed that many of them didn't have systems. Like, you know, they were very good clinicians, but they didn't have systems in place like to teach their team. If they hired hygienists, they just put her in place to do hygiene, front desk, go do front desk. And so I noticed there were no business systems in place, but I was learning a lot of different things from these people. And as I watched them, I started developing a knowledge of, you know, different, you know, procedures or, or different things that they didn't do. And those things helped me to set up my practice later on when I set up my practice, my first practice. Um, after that stint, I did an associateship for a few years and I ran a practice. I was the only uh, full-time dentist there and there were other dentists that came and did a couple of hours here and there. They were specialists, they were instructors, so they would come and do a couple of hours here and there. And there again, I got to kind of see how to run the practice is that we were mine. And I love systems, so I love for there to be order. And so it kind of happened by chance. I would, you know, study everything. I would look at systems. I would look at how to make things run better. And so when I set up my practice, it was literally a system for everything. And I didn't realize that I had a natural knack for business until all these people start calling me and asking me to help with their practices. And I would just do it. I'd be like, okay, you need to do a demographic study and you need to do this with your team. And I could just devise a plan for people. And I just thought, well, surely everybody knows how to do this, right? But it was like my unique gift that I didn't know that I had at the time. So that's kind of how it happened. And eventually evolved, evolved into uh, a consulting company and now the Efficiency Institute, and now my online course, which shows dentists how to set up a practice step-by-step. Step. Wow. So that was a long answer. Wow. <laughs> well, that was an answer that's, uh, that it was a great answer because I think lots of times a lot of new dentists are still experiencing the things that you've described as far as working in maybe multiple offices. I know, I, you know we tell a lot of the residents, your first job is not going to be your last job. And you probably will have a couple of jobs that you're working at and offices that you're working at at the same time until you kind of figure out uh, what's going to be the best opportunity. But you're also developing yourself and developing your clientele during that time. So I always tell them, you know, don't be discouraged if you're only there for six months or if you're only there for a year and you have to move on. It's all part of the process. Um, but I think what you've described, I think what you've described is what most new dentists are still uh, confronted with as an associate, especially now that more are going into these uh, associateship uh, 
positions where they are in a part of a dental service organization. Um, and, 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 and a lot of that's due to the, uh, the enormous amounts of, uh, of debt that a lot of the graduates have out. I have currently right now. So that's a, that's a big problem, but it's also kind of leading them and pushing them into one direction um, that is typically hasn't been always that way. When we came out and graduated over 20 years ago, um, there was still a motion and to have people kind of start maybe work a couple of years, buy into a practice and or work a couple of years as, as an associate like you did and like I did, and then start your own practice. So. I think part of that is still an aspiration for a lot of new dentists, but they just don't know how to do it. They just don't know how to exactly. put, put the, the business systems together. They don't, they don't have the, the, the experience. Um, some may not have the confidence, but I think more of it is they don't have the systems that are necessary to kind of go from uh, step A all the way through step, step Z to get that uh, that practice started and, and off the ground. So that's why I, I wanted to um, have you on so that we can talk a little bit more about, you know, some of the key takeaways and some of the key things uh, that you help uh, a lot of new dentists or even offices that are, that are using, you know, utilizing you for the consulting services. Um, you know, some of the things that you look at and formulating a plan of action for whether it's a new office or uh, or whether it's an existing office looking to get some help. So what are some of the key takeaways that you talk uh, to clients about uh, in developing their their target or their goal and, and getting uh, developing their uh, a new practice or an existing practice that needs a facelift, so to speak? Yeah, absolutely. So if, if I'm dealing with people that are already in practice, it's, it's kind of the same. And, and I would say this to the uh, new dentist and even dental students that will be graduating soon. You always start, and this sounds so simplistic, but it's so true. You always start off with your vision. And and that's it, it's really important because your vision is a lot of times your dream, but it's a gift that's given to you. And I always say each practice is as different as the personality of the person that owns it. So there's not one right way to do things. So what one person may like in their practice, it may be a fun practice and it may be lively and another practice may be serious and very orderly. And it's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's your vision and don't let anyone tell you anything different to let anyone tell you it won't work. And I say that because when I started my first practice, I, I had this whole vision and I wrote everything down and I literally planned for two years before I opened the doors. And so at that time, I didn't realize it was like my vision statement because I've always kind of written things down and, you know, said it's going to be like this. I had how it was going to smell, how it was going to feel, the music that was going to be in there. And there were a lot of my um, advisors uh, or equipment specialists that said my idea wouldn't work. They were just simply like, well, you don't really want to do that because, you know, that's probably not a good idea. Or uh, I used to go to the Small Business Association and I had a counselor and he says, well, just because it's a new idea doesn't mean it's a good idea. And I thought, 
I went home that day and I wrote in my journal, he obviously doesn't know who I am. He obviously doesn't know that every goal I set, I achieved. I, I wrote it in my journal and I never went back and everybody that couldn't see my vision, they were either fired immediately or not hired. It's that important. So I always say, start with your vision, start with your purpose. Who, who, who am I? What do I do and who do I do it for? So you decide exactly how you want your practice to be and you write everything you want for your life and your practice and then you design your life and then the practice falls within that. Is that you design your life and then the practice falls within that. So you said start with your start with your your vision and things like you know who am I why are you doing it and uh, you know design your life and your practice will follow correct yes I guess. yes absolutely design your practice and your life will follow um, and that actually Doctor Doctor Darwin Doctor Darwin show <laughs> that actually came uh, several years after I was in practice because. The first practice I had, I always had systems because I love order. And something so simple as having really good systems really changes the whole outcome of the practice. It enhances your numbers. It enhances the patient's, you know, experience. It, 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 it's just the basis for everything. You have to have all of that stuff documented for your team, how you want everything to be. Because if you don't, people just kind of lend to their own devices to do things. So you got to have it how you want it. Yes. But the whole life follow suit was some years after I had been in practice and I redeveloped so I could take more time off and do more in less time and be more productive and have, you know, a better quality of life, like more balance. Right, right. Now you said do more in less time. What does that mean? Oh my goodness! I'm sure, I'm sure that some listeners are like, "Wait a minute, do what? more and less." What does what does that mean? Oh my goodness! So um, when I when I first started, I worked a lot, and I was, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that you know I had the numbers, and I wanted to make sure that I did very well, and I did. But I was kind of working all the time once I opened that dream practice. I was working all the time. I didn't take a lot of vacation because I thought, wait a minute, I'm responsible for my team's livelihood. How can I take off? The overhead still has to be met. Mm -hmm. But then probably about three to four years into that practice, I restructured everything. So I started literally taking more time off, uh, which was hard to do in the beginning because I didn't take you know, a lot of vacations. I cut my hours where I did um, more, my, my, my day was more planned. So I had uh, times where I would see patients, it was clinical, and then I had administrative time. So when I was doing administrative things, I didn't want to hear anything about patients. When I was doing, you know, the patient time, it was about patient time. And it just allowed me to be more efficient because I love efficiency. And I started taking more time off and realized that when I did that and when my team and I took off more, we came back and we were more productive. So we were literally doing more in less time because we were more productive. We were taking, you know, vacations and time off, recharging our batteries, block booking our schedule so that we our schedule was predictable. 
simple and not just, you know, you see a hundred patients and you've not produced anything at the end of the day. Right. So we had the book, block book for, yeah, for, you know, for purpose and, okay. and so we do more in less time. Wow. Yeah, I think that's a concept <laughs> that a lot of uh, new dentists don't know about and probably won't be exposed to until years to come in, in their careers. Um, right. But uh, it's a great concept. Now, is, is that something that you, you teach in the Efficiency Institute? Is that part of, um, you know, is that a component of what you're teaching in the Efficiency Institute or even as um, part of your programs for developing your dental practice? How, how does that fit in? Well, that's 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 generally when the, the office is up and running because I, I do have an online program. It's an it's a completely online program. It's called How to Start a Practice from Scratch: A Step by Step Approach to Launching Your New Dental Practice. And I basically devised that because I think my superpower. Everybody has a superpower. Power, but I think my superpower is finding other people's superpower. Mm -hmm. So meaning I can, you know, go into an office, I can see what they're doing, and I can immediately see what they're doing well and what they can hone in on and what they can change. So I think that the systems and finding other people's superpower is my superpower. Mm -hmm. But I get a lot of questions, like you said, about how do you start a practice. So I decided to do the startup uh, course online. It walks the person through how to start a practice from developing their vision to uh, setting up their corporation to uh, finding the people to work with, the professionals, the attorney, and negotiating their lease, designing the practice, and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, and then that the other kind of balance thing comes when the practice is already in place. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so... How how do people sign up for or get access to that to that program that that training that you have? Yes, it's at it's at efficiencyinstitute.com, and there again, it's a it's a series of training videos uh, that you can watch at your own discretion. They get a lifetime. Uh, access to those videos and whenever I go in if I enhance or add anything to the course they have access to that for the lifetime of the course and it's just for me it was really important to try to devise something that's more economical for like new dentists and or dentists that are practicing want to start a practice because when I started I used coaches I used business coaches for years I had coaches before I opened the doors of the practice but it was extremely expensive to, to do that you know, and someone coming out of school with the kind of debt that they have, they may not be able to spend 28000 to $50,000 on a consultant. So this just kind of helps them if they can do it themselves, like a DIY, it walks them through and they can do it at their own time, at their own wow. pace. Wow. And so that's you're, basically, you're basically giving them, you're basically giving them some, some, um, some coaching as part of this, as part of this training, basically. That's what it sounds like. Absolutely. And and people who sign up, I have a mastermind group that I've set up on Facebook so the dentists can work together. So they're going through the same things. We can all, you know, I get in and I chime on 
chime in on some of the startup questions and then there's other dentists that are going through the same process and they can kind of hammer out or maybe they've done something and the other person is now going through that and then they get like we said a, cu a couple of coaching calls with me as well that's awesome so wh where can people find um that mastermind group you said it's on facebook so that is for the people who go through the course and it's the um, the efficiencyinstitute.com for the how to start a dental practice course. So once they sign up, they actually become a, a part of the mastermind for the how to start a practice okay. um, group. And I am actually developing a, I'm going to develop the efficiency institute group too as a general group as well on Facebook. That's so true. they can join that as well. That's and that's a free group. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> So a couple, a couple more questions that we had for you. <clears throat> what, tell us a little bit about what you're finding, the people that are reaching out to you. What, what are some of the things that they are coming to you with um, as far as if they've been an associate for a while or if they tried some type of startup themselves? Like what, what are some of the things that people are coming to you, asking you help on as far as what has been their, their biggest challenge? So uh, a lot of people say exactly, you know, what you said a while ago, I just don't know where to start or, you know, for the new dentist, it's usually what if I don't have enough experience? It's kind of like that fear factor, you know, what, what if, what if I fail? Or what if I don't have enough experience and I just got out of school a couple of years ago and how will I handle it? And, and just not being equipped for running a business. So that's what, a lot of people's kind of chief complaint, so to speak, is, is where do I start? Um, how do I find a team? That's a big one. How do I, uh, people who are already in practice, their concern is how to find team members. Like, how do I hire people? How do I find the right people? And even with the coaching, there's a whole, you know, there's a whole system and a whole science behind hiring the right team members, personality assessments, and just things you should go through when you're you're hiring your team. And that's and some of that is all included in um, in that webinar as as well. Uh, actually, there is a, there is a whole um, one of the models is on how to hire your team. So I actually do go through that in in the how to start up as well. Okay, that sounds good. So you said you you mentioned some modules. So how many modules is the is the training and this kind of like give, can you give us an overview of some of the, of the actual titles because I think those are the things that people would want to know uh, in addition to seeing but just kind of getting an idea of because um, I think what well, I think getting an idea is good because what happens is a lot of times you know we don't know what we don't know until we realize we don't know it <laughs> and um, and these types of trainings, it's, it's helpful to kind of know what you're looking at and having a title that kind of give you uh, some some um, some guideposts into into develop helping to developing your your business acumen and, and uh, you know kind of give you a, a a GPS as to where you're going in this process. So, what are some of the modules uh, and like the names and how you have it structured? Right. So I start off with the, the very first one is, of course, developing your vision. Uh, then there is a, a lesson on 
uh, how to assemble your, your, your team of professionals. Okay. And that's kind of what I uh, mentioned before. And that's like your attorney and, and so forth. And then there's a whole segment on negotiating with your, uh, your contractors, your, um, your building, your lease, and also your supply rep. So that there's a whole section on uh, negotiation. There is a segment three, which is like um, the, the proper planning is what it's called. And it's broken into seven different segments because it's so much uh, to, I got a message. There was so much in that one segment. So it's um, actually designing the office where I do some tips on how to save a lot of money in terms of design. So I'm pretty excited about it. I don't want to give it all away, but I will. Mm -hmm. I, I'm showing them how to use a virtual designer to save mm -hmm. a whole bunch of money wow. on making it look really nice. So uh, that's part of the, uh, part of that segment. So it has like uh, seven segments in, in less than three or more than three. Okay. Uh, and then there is, um, there's the preparation to open the doors. There's a whole IT section on how to, uh, to get your IT team in place and to to coordinate all of the things, whether it's the construction, the IT, uh, getting all those things to match, when to order your equipment, um, how to budget for all of those things as well. Wow. And then the last one is <laughs> the last one is preparing to open your door. So it's just establishing a timeline. Right. So how do you know how to establish that whole timeline to get all those things to, to play into part? Um, at the same time, so you can open uh, on time. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. Well, <laughs> there is a lot. I'll tell you. Wow. There's a lot. I'll tell you this. Like I said, I had I actually had consultants before I opened my practice, but they didn't give me any of this. They were kind of like, "Okay, doctor, just call us pretty much when the doors are open." And so that I was, I had. <laughs> It's true. Now, they were good. They were good with systems, too, but they didn't do any of the, you know, teaching me how to negotiate my lease or teaching me how to say no to the equipment reps. Like, you don't need everything that they're trying to sell you because right. you got to pay for it, right? right. Um, I even do a segment on, yeah, I do a segment on how to get your finances in order so that you can borrow. I go through and do a business plan. I left that off. I did that in one of the chapters as well, because we're not taught any of those things. And like I said, my consultants, they didn't, they didn't teach me any of those things. They just kind of helped me when the doors were open back way back then. Wow. That's amazing. So look, I, I, I know um, a lot of people, um, you know, are, are, are starting to find out more about you and your services. I know we are actually going to, um, have you at the national convention for the new dentist convention at the NDA conference and going to be talking to uh, a big group of uh, students with the SNDA about practice startup. Where, where else uh, and what other things are, do you have coming up that we can uh, find you and, and, and how can we find you? Because I know you mentioned the efficiency, sure. but other ways, how, how else can we find you and get in contact with you? Yes, I also have a, another website, which is uh, basically, it's my name. It's uh, Samuel.com. And on that particular site, um, I have 
a more of a, an outline coaching program. So it's for different levels of people who are, you know, maybe it's a, the launch for the new practice. There's an up and running program. There's a next level program. And then there's executive coaching. So that site has pretty much all of my coaching program. The Efficiency Institute has, of course, the, the How to Start Up course. And I'm also putting live workshops on there. So I have one that's called Telephone Boot Camp where I teach new offices how to do conversions, like when they answer the phone. Right. Because a lot of times people don't schedule because the front desk person says something that <laughs> kind of just, or they don't answer a question right. And so the doctor's spending all this money on marketing and the people aren't scheduling. So I love camp. Uh, and that's on the Efficiency Institute as well. And so uh, I have a lot of podcasts that are being broadcast now. I have um uh, a recent one, and a lot of them are talking a lot about the startups because that's kind of the questions that people have. So one of the ones was the Growing Digital Podcast I was recently on, and that startup is a pretty popular episode, and a lot of people are watching that. So I do some webinars. I'll, I'll be happy to send you information when I do that because I'm really trying to put a lot of free content out there for new dentists and other dentists who, like I said, may not be able to to afford a, a coach right now. So I try to give a lot of value content so that they can uh, get some pearls and implement those immediately. That's great. Hey, Dr. Samuel, thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. I, th I think a lot of the things that you're talking about and that you've created uh, really will add and really does add value for a lot of new dentists who just unfortunately there's just not enough time in dental school to really learn the part about dentistry that means so much you know the actual being able to practice right. dentistry uh, we're great technicians right. skilled and we're experts but all of that doesn't mean anything if we don't have the business acumen and the business background to be able to manage and to deliver the the health care that's needed that patients want and that they uh, that they des desire. So, thank you so much for being on today uh, and, and and sharing uh, your modules and your information about the uh, Efficiency Institute. And also, uh, you said we can reach you at Dr. Evelyn T. Samuel at dot com and social media. Are you on social media also? Absolutely. <laughs> so we have a. <laughs> You have to be, right? So, yes, we have um, the Efficiency Institute is the handle for Facebook. Um, and like I said, they can request the Efficiency Institute um, group because I am creating that as a free group on Facebook as well. Okay. I'm on Instagram. I'm Dr. E.T. Samuel. And I also do a blog. I didn't mention this. I write a blog for Dentaltown and also efficientinstitute.com slash blog. So there again, just putting out more and more content. And if they want to email me, um, they can email me at uh, info at dreveleenteaksamuel.com. Info at dreveleenteaksamuel.com. Yes. All right. Awesome, awesome. Hey, Doc, thank you so, so much. I know we're going to be working together a little bit more with uh, an upcoming uh, new dentist uh, conference and panel. Uh, this summer in Orlando in July. So um, students don't know what they're getting ready to get. They're getting ready to get some great pearls and some great direction um, 
coming their way. So again, thank you so much for, for being on today's show. And, and thank you all for, for joining me. If you have questions or if you have, uh, you want to get in contact with me, but if, more importantly, if you have questions about life after dental school, about residency, about how to get into dental school, you can always contact me at newdentistcoach at gmail.com, newdentistcoach at gmail.com. Hey, leave us a comment down below. Where am I at? Down here somewhere. Leave a comment down here about today's podcast, about today's show. What did you like? What was what was helpful? What other questions do you have about uh, what we talked about uh, again today? I love to love love hearing your comments. It's like uh, water that I drink up and, and use for nourishment. So more comments, and also feel free to to share this uh, this uh, this channel and also this episode. Again, Dr. Samuels, thank you so much, and take care. We'll see you soon. Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.